Welcome to the Women's Health Wisdom and Wine Podcast, a weekly conversation with practitioners, providers, patients, and healers about complex reproductive medicine and women's health challenges, the value of an integrative approach to these challenges, many of the women's health topics you're already thinking about but uncomfortable talking about, and my personal favorite, wine. I'm your host, Dr. Lorena White, an integrative reproductive medicine and women's health provider, licensed acupuncturist, clinical herbalist, and a former labor support doula in the Washington, D.C. metro area. My goal is to bring women's health-specific evidence and expertise to the forefront of daily women's health and wellness news through informative conversations. If you have ideas, questions, and specific topics that you would like us to cover in future podcast episodes, please leave them in the comment section or send us an email at info at To learn more about our team's approach to care, visit our website at www.lorenawhite.com. As you enjoy the podcast, conversations, and wine time, please remember that this podcast is not designed to be a substitute for a bona fide relationship with a licensed or certified healthcare professional. Today's episode is a continuation of the conversation with Dr. Tammy Aregbixola Okere, creator of the Omugo Box. Our conversation continues as we discuss the importance of ethnically appropriate mom boxes, the challenges women of color experience in the postpartum period, and the frequent misconceptions about the postpartum period. Let's listen. We're talking about like the motherhood component of this, and now I want to shift a little bit to talk about the postpartum component of this mm-hmm. box. What are some additional misconceptions about the postpartum period or the postpartum experience that the Moogle box helps to address? Because I think a lot of times we don't even, or even postpartum isn't defined mm-hmm. in its fullest. We yeah. think, oh, postpartum, once you go to that six week appointment, your postpartum it's period done. is over. <laughs> and I tell my patients, boo-boo, that's when your postpartum period begins <laughs> because there's okay. a lot of work that baby still is nursing. There's a lot of work. Yes, you have gotten okay to go back to work or in some cases to start having sex again. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm like, whoa, I don't know if that's, I don't know if, you, I don't know if that's okay you're looking for. But I feel like the postpartum period is, is not just a six week mark, not just 42 days. It's an experience that prolongs and goes and extends way farther and way further than those 42 days, those seven, six or seven weeks. So can you talk to us about that? So thinking about how it, um, it addresses that, that postpartum, that specifically that postpartum period, again, it was all thought of, right? So I actually, I started looking for something about six, six or seven months postpartum. So you can imagine already, right? So in a conversation that, um, I had, and I love to, and I love to share it because, you know, this is kind of why sometimes I feel like I should keep my mouth shut, but sometimes I just don't. Right. There was a woman who we were all in a group together and she, you know, so I introduced that she was just like, oh yeah, I just had a baby. And so her husband like aggressively chimes in and he's just like, you didn't just have a baby. And I was just like, well, how was the baby? She said six months. I said, she just had a baby. Right. Oh no, but like she's saying it like she, she just had Bad. a baby. Like literally that child, I said, does the child pay bills? Nah, does, can the child walk and take care of itself? Oh, but no, 
Does he change his own diapers? No, he does he is he still being nursed and you're having to purchase formula like one of the two? Well, yeah, he's she just had a baby. Yeah. Anything like like anything that happens to her at this point in her life, it's going to be related, it's going to automatically be um be called a postpartum a, a postpartum issue because if it never happened to her prior to her um conceiving and having a child it's going to directly be related to her giving birth so she is still very much so in her postpartum period this child as long as she wants to if she could listen if she's still nursing at like a year and a half yep because there's some babies that don't want to get off the boob let me tell you if she wants to say i just had a baby baby. (laughs) she just had a baby okay because yeah. the thing is, I think we because we live in a patriarchal society, right? So they're the ones that seem to get to decide what happens with my uterus. Oh, I can keep it. I can't keep it. I can take a baby out. I can put a baby in. Like y'all are trying to tell me what it is that I can do, and, and it's it's mind boggling to me that there's so much governing of my uterus that it's From just people who've never even had one. Don't have one. Can you please make it make sense? Make it make sense. Like you want to say that I can't do this for birth control. I can't do this. I can't do this. But yet we can't sign a law to say that, hey, once you've had this many babies, you have to go and get a vasectomy or you got to go cut it off or you got to go do something with it. But just don't go have any more babies. Why Why aren't there any laws on that? How come a whole bunch of listen, ladies? All my ladies that are in Congress, somebody get together and put together this law. And let's see how quickly we can get people to move on it and then be like, you know what? We'll consider reproductive um, law. Like, we'll go back and look at that. I bet you if you held it, if you put their, I'm going to use the anatomically correct word. If you put their penises in the guillotine and and you were like, listen, here's the law of the land now. Okay. I bet you everybody and all of the ancestors of lawmakers will rise up and veto the hell out of that bill. I bet you anything. But this is but but, but this is where we are, right? right? We have folks that don't have uteruses making um generalizations about what the postpartum period is, what it's supposed to look like, what it's supposed to feel like. What benefits you can receive, when those benefits end, when you should be able to be going back to work. Like all the things from people you could not even, you know what, if you had to tell me anatomically where the uterus was or what it looked like, you couldn't tell me, but yet you got all this power to make the decisions about my uterus. Mind blowing to me. And the fact that, you know, this is this this is a society that we live in. So they're telling men that society is ingrained in them because my, my husband the same. So I asked him, I said, what's the postpartum? Like, like when somebody says, I just had a baby. Like, what do you think? He was like, oh, like one to three months. I was like, you know, I had the stickers from my stitches of the C-section still at three months. Right. Like, you know, like it, I wasn't fully healed at three months you understand that right so at that point you sitting here talking about some 
oh, you didn't just have the baby at six months, come and tell my scar that. Come and tell my hormones that are out of control that. Come and tell my uterus that, that I'm now having either super heavy periods or no periods at all. Like, tell, go and, you know, come into my body, come into my biology, my anatomy, and tell me that, oh, your postpartum period is over. Since you can't do that, you are not. And I had to explain to him. He said, well, you know what? Well, for people that are in the maternal health space, like y'all know that. I said, boom, it shouldn't be that way. It's not just people in the maternal health space that need to know this or should understand this. It is fact. There has been research that has been done and put out there to say the postpartum period is at least a year from when the person has given birth. Sir, you are choosing to stay in your bubble and have your opinion. You are now not going by the facts. So that's the thing. So you walk around and like, that's the thing with the, I swear, I I, I think it's encoded on the Y chromosome. I say it all the time. (laughs) That like you literally are walking around with this big opinion. Yeah. Meanwhile, I have served. I literally served it to you on a platter. I said, here is the fact. Here it is. And you're still like, well, my opinion is, well, here are the facts. And so if you now know the facts, why would you still be ignorantly operating on your opinion? Because some people can know the facts, still don't know, and, but still don't know the truth because that truth doesn't serve them. Come on, see, see. You can this is know the facts and still not know the truth because the truth doesn't serve please. your agenda. Please speak on it. Please speak yeah. on it. I, I, know mean, what, I, I know what you feel about it because, like, it's mind-boggling to me. Like, oh yes, your postpartum period is over because I say that now it's time for you to start catering back to me. Mm-hmm. It's time for you to start getting back in that kitchen and making those mm-hmm. full course meals. It's time for you to start getting up and going to sleep the same time that you always do. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, there's this kid that gets up all hours of the day, all hours of the night, and then I'm expected to be normal, normal functioning for you. Because in your mind, listen, you didn't just have this baby, so cut the shit and 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 get back to where you were because you done like you already done had this baby this baby's already here so now you need to just keep it moving but again pretty much it's like we gave you the nine and ten months while you were pregnant three months okay so it's been a year and now it's time to get and now it's time for you to get Mm -hmm. yeah jump off it that's it we you know we so like because there are still folks that operate like that Yes. Making sure that we are addressing those pieces, you know, the 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 feel good parts, you know, right. something that you can put on yourself to make you feel good, something to stimulate your senses, something that you can burn, that you can smell, that can take you to a calmer place, yes. something that you can use to rub out because you will have kinks. And but even those smells that come from that thing that you like every every piece, like yes. Dr. Lorena, like was literally thought about how you are going to find the best and good use for all of this to address those, those, not the medical parts, you know, I'm not right. going to put the, you know, the, the, the pads and the diapers and all that stuff right. that, you know, that are medically related, 
you know, we're not looking at that. We're looking at you, the whole person, you, yes. um, you, your mind, stimulating your mind, doing things that are going to invoke joy and peace. Yeah. Um, you know, those it does people. really address the mind, the body and the spirit because yeah. the, nipple, the nipple pain, the, you know, the nipple crack nipples, those that's a physical ailment. That yeah. is a physical thing huh. that needs to be addressed. But yep. that spiritual, that mental, the yep. focus, the stress, those yeah. are intangibles that still yep. need, that have something to address them in the absence of some type of physical yes. ailment. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And, and it's, it's just, and I was, I was careful about it because, mm -hmm. um, you know, I've seen other, other mom boxes, which, you know, uh, uh, again, no, there's, there's room for everybody. Like there's right. no, uh, nothing against anybody else, but you know, I would look at the content. I even, there was a, a young lady and I hope, I hope that she does listen. And I hope that, you know, she does at some point pick back up what she was doing, but she also, um, has a box and, um, she named it, um, Abiyamo, which means, um, motherhood. And it's in my language, actual, uh, actually in Yoruba. And yeah. um, I thought I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is cool. Like somebody made something else. And then, you know, when I saw the contents, it was, um, I mean, very more, more of the things that I had seen in typical mom boxes. Right, and right. so, you know, I kind of, so I, I believe she might have actually ordered a box for me. Um, either that or somebody gifted to her. I'm not exactly sure if she, if, if she does have one. But, you know, they did reach out to say that, hey, this feels exactly like how it did when my mom came over when I had my baby. Like you put everything in here. And I said, sis, that's the point. Like mm -hmm. that was the point. And the fact that folks are getting it, like yeah. that's, that's, the connection, that's, the that's, that's the connection. So I, I, I love that folks are making um, that connection. But, you know, again, what's different is that we're looking at the whole person through a cultural lens. Right. So I'm not going to put the Biore face mask in there. Like, look at us. Like our skin is thick. Our skin, you know, we have combination skin. I wouldn't dig too deep into something like that because somebody could react to, uh, you know, whatever. Right. Um, you know, um, the the little drops and all this stuff for, for cellulite and all this other stuff. It's just like, OK, like that. That's all cool. Like some, you know, people have like a lot of medicinal type um stuff right um, but i wanted to just touch on just touch on a lot of different the different spots. you know yeah. just 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 you know just just making sure that you you know that this is for you it ain't for nobody else right and you know we uh um when i've had uh both both my baby showers i was always looking for something like in the gifts like i'd go rummaging like is there anything for me in here and you know, I definitely, I have adopted the habit of actually getting mom's gifts um, yeah. ever since, ever since I uh, started having kids. I was just like, nobody ever gives a mom anything. That's not no. fair. <laughs> you know, it's like she did all this work to be here with her big old belly and y'all are all rubbing the belly and giving gifts. And at some point she's the one like, she's the one that's going to have to deal with all this. My wonderful, um, um. Um, friend Jabina Coleman. She's a lactation consultant. She coined, she actually trademarked the term, everybody wants to hold the baby, who holds the mother? Mm. And this is about exactly that. And we and, and we actually had conversations about, you know, how we forget 
that you know we we talk all the good game about the baby but mommy got to be good so that the baby can be good so nobody's holding the mom and we are so that's that's you know um you know i literally i I told her i was just like i think you need to like put me on the end of your trademark to be like you know who holds the mother and i could be like we are and then (laughs) (laughs) but uh but but yeah we are we're holding down the moms because we need to be held we do So for you, the Amugo box is now literally a part of your legacy, one that you can leave for your children. So now how can mothers who are already have, who already have children who, and are welcoming another baby into their family creatively incorporate their children in mommy's Amugo time? Okay. So, um, I think first things first to establish that little bond between, um, uh, your, your baby and your new baby. Mm-hmm. Um, something that we did, we we, we gifted uh, a toy car, like a racing car, mm-hmm. to the, uh, the the big bro. He mm-hmm. was very happy to have it. Still wasn't that happy to bring the baby home because he was just like, "Okay, thanks for the car. So you're gonna be here at the hospital, same you know, same day, same time tomorrow." Right. And I'm like, oh, "He's coming home. Do you want him to come home?" He was like, "Nope." He said it so like unapologetic about it. He was just like, "This car is cool," but no. But what um, the uh, the 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 great thing about trying to have these conversations and trying to you know um, just make sure that everything is happening safely and lovingly, continue to have that time with um, you know with your first um, um, yeah. child, and you know remind them that you know what you are also a part of the team. You know, you yeah. are, you know, you are part of the team that's taking care of this baby. So mm-hmm. we need your help. You got to be the good big brother, you know, make them feel like they are still important because it's going to be very easy to just kind of, and not neglect them, but you're going to be giving a lot of time and energy to this new baby where they right. might feel a little neglected. Mine, um, I don't know, I told you the story, hilarious. He went and mixed and any parent knows this. I know you're going to cringe when you hear this. Desitin, <laughs> and this is the, the, the diaper rash um, um, lotion, and powder, baby powder, and makes a paste of it and smears it all over my newly, wonderfully put-together nursery. This paste is everywhere, the banisters. It's just everywhere. And then he proceeds to create a beard on his face with this paste. At the time, I am livid, I am delirious, I am tired, I am a whole lot of things, and then I got this new baby that's crying that needs to be nursed, and there is pasty powder all over my nursery and my house. Fast forward a few days, he does the same thing with nail polish. Fast forward a few more years, and I now retrospectively see that, okay, he was trying to get my attention. He made the uh, he made the 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 uh, the mustache shaped <laughs> paste on his face because he's realizing that at this point she's got this baby and then my dad my so my husband has a beard so he was like okay maybe if I make myself I can't make myself look like a baby I'm not a baby um, so. Cause he tried it a few times, so try to be like, you know, like try to behave like a baby. And I'm like, come on, you're the big brother. So he's just like, right. okay, that didn't work. He now said, okay, the guy with the beard gets attention, so mm-hmm. let me try and see if maybe if I look like this. And so in hindsight, 
I do realize that I probably should have given um, a little bit more time and attention to his exact needs and yeah. that when I was having my quiet time and if he was there to um, incorporate him into it, like we'll sometimes we'll take a nap together or we'll watch one of his favorite shows together and get a snack like while the baby's sleeping, you know, we'll right. still, you know, do things um, together. Um I honestly, because I still like having calmness in the in, in the space, I always like to have like my candles lit and all that. Like sometimes we'll play soft music or sometimes, um, you know, fun music that he likes and we'll yeah. just sit and I'll hold him and we'll talk and we'll watch TV, but we're not watching TV. Maybe we'll fall asleep. It literally is like a Netflix and chill, but it's just for you and your baby, you know, right, and right. so... Um, you know, having moments like that are really, you know, are really helpful. And I mean, we did, I did start to do it with him as he was getting older because I realized what he was doing as a kid, um, or as a toddler. So even now, like he's seven, you know, I have times where I give him his own personal time. You know, I go in his room, I talk to him, we have conversations absent of his, um, of his little brother who swears he's everybody's boss, but, uh, you know, <laughs> Just um, incorporating, you know, sometimes, yes, you do need that you time, but you're still a mom. So you, yeah. you do have to make that time to um, to make sure that there's balance in your home. Because if you don't do it, there's going to be imbalances and you're going to have to deal with it anyway. So you might as well just try to put the fire out before, <laughs> before, <laughs> before the conflagration begins. You know, before you can't tame it anymore. Just, you know, try to little by little find ways. But, you know, it's it's really important that they, you know, that, that they feel loved just as much as you're loving on yourself and loving on the new baby. Um, you know, they were here first and, you know, they're, they're, they're going to feel somehow. And I didn't think, you know, we all go through, it was just like, Oh my gosh, not mine, not mine. And, you know, I, I, I went through it. So I'm, I'm, um, I understand that that's kind of where I dropped the ball. And again, I don't ever, I don't ever try to be like, I'm this perfect mom and this is the way it should be. Like I actually um, created uh, created an online course called Live Your Best Life Mama. Right. And it's for helping moms um, find their, um, you know, just kind of finding purpose outside of motherhood. Because sometimes we forget that you are still a you, like you are still yeah. a person outside of your role as a mother. And so, um, you know, just talking about how there's no perfect way to be a mother like everybody has their has their take has their stance on how to raise folks i had folks in my family that didn't understand why i had a nursery and the baby didn't have a crib or as or a carriage in my room Mm -hmm. and i said damn that um i'm not doing it they're going to be used to being in their own space so that Mm -hmm. i don't have to go through that extra step of trying to detach from them when it's time to sleep i like to sleep that was part of, it was a selfish thing I did. I'm not going to lie. It was partly selfish. I wanted to be able to get rest in a way that I am comfortable. Every once in a while, we'd co-sleep if, um, you know, if um, if one of them were nursing and we both fell asleep. But once I pop up, I'm putting your little behind back in your crib. You're not sleeping over. You're not spending that night in my room. You have you have a whole room that I created for you. That's where you go to be. And so... Some folks didn't understand that. And, yeah. um, you know, but that was how I chose to do it. And that's what I, I feel like it benefited um, myself, my yeah. husband, and, you know, our family in general. Everybody understands that this is your space. And he's known that it's his, that it's been his space 
right from time. Like the little, um, the seven year old got evicted from the nursery and got his own big boy room. But the, yeah. but, but the four year old now we turned the nursery into his big boy room. Yeah. So, you know, it yeah. evolved. Like we actually went to my sisters for the weekend. And when we came back, his big boy bed was built. So we yeah. purposely did that so that, you know, he now feels that, okay, you know, mommy has, you know, mommy and daddy have said, I'm a big boy now. This is what, yeah. I, so I'm, I'm going to sleep in a big boy bed. I'm not sleeping in a crib anymore. Right. My husband got very emotional when we got rid of the rocking chair. <laughs> Keep it. I was like, where, sir? We're yeah. done with rocking chairs. We're done with cribs. It's yeah. And so he was very, very emotional about, you know, letting those things go because we are in a different chapter now. We're raising, right. you know, um, uh, a, a kid in elementary and um, a kid that's in preschool. So, right. but, you know, they are, they're men, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're going to grow up to be men and I am training them to be that way. Um, you know, good ones, at least I'm trying my very best. They have their own space. They respect their own personal spaces. They clean up after themselves in their personal spaces. If, um, you know, um, if, 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 if uh, mommy needs something, they know that, okay, mommy can come into my room and give me this. Or mommy can come into my room and get that. They, right. you know, like it's, it's a respect that they are now also developing for each other. Like right, they host right. sleepovers. They host each other for sleepovers. Right. So during the weekend, they'll be like, okay, can we have a sleepover? I'm like, yeah. So then my, my son will say, who's hosting? And ah! I, <laughs> like, even, you know, but it's, it's, it's subconscious, right? Yeah. Yeah. I use the word host because at some point as an adult, you need to be able to cater to other people, right? You need to be able right. to host people. So I tell them to use those terms with each other. Who's hosting? Yeah. And whoever's hosting will be the one to come down and get the snacks. Um, you know, they'll watch a movie on their tablet because they both have loft beds. So they'll go under their beds, watch movies on the tablet, have snacks. Yeah. And then you are responsible if you hosted to make sure that your room is clean and everything and, and, and all that you can help if you weren't the host. But as the host, you got to make sure that you've got everything ready for if you're going to have somebody over to come watch movies. For your guests. Yeah. Right. You, know, so, it. you know, it's just those, uh, you know, those, those, those little things, like allow them to also build bonds with each other. Right. So yeah. as soon as he was able to crawl, um, you know, now he's moving around, he's doing a little bit more and like, he's not so much of an infant where I'm having to carry him all the time. Now he can play with him. Now he yeah. can interact with him. And so, um, allow that to happen and allow it to, you know, just be, um, be natural and seamless. Don't be too overbearing about it. Yeah. You know, they're like, they'll be fine. Like as long as you supervise, um, you know, just, just, just allow them to be in their space. Um, you know, and in their feelings, wherever it is that they are, um, as they're trying to deal with it, because it's a lot for them too. like, just as much as you're going through a change, having a second kid, this kid now is like, yo, it was just me. Like I was getting all the love, all the attention. Now I have to share it with someone else. So that's, you know, that's, it's a shift for everyone in the family. So I think it's important for us to recognize that, that yes, it is a lot about us, but it isn't all about us. right? Right. Like, you have to pour into yourself so that you know how to best deal with the situations around you. And that's a part of it. Like knowing how to um, deal and manage the changes that are going to come with um, your family now. Right. So, um, yeah, I think I hope that answered. Yeah, I definitely did. Because, it's again, it's like you said, it's going to look different for every family, yeah. for every mom, for every spouse, for every child. It's going to all be different. But 
the importance is being creative about that incorporation so that the transition can be as smooth as possible, even though there are going to be some bumps along the way. Yeah. So if one out of every five black or brown women had an Amugo box in her possession during her period, how would that the overall or reflect the overall mission and vision of the Amugo box? Oh, that would be, that would be the utmost wonderful thing that could ever happen. I mean, like, think about it. Um, you probably know the stats better than, um, than, than I do as far as how many births we're having, mm. how many black and brown births happen every day, right? Yeah. So if every one in five of them had an Omugwa box, do you know what that means to the world? Like, you literally will have chill moms just chilling and being great in life and building life and just injecting positivity into the world and doing wonderful things and keeping themselves stable. Like the reason why I came into public health is that, I mean, even just going back to that, I wanted to create a healthy world that I'm going to be comfortable with my children growing up in. Like that is primarily, and this was before I ever had kids. I just knew I wanted to be a part of building a better world that my, that my offspring are going to have to live in. And now I have them and they're living in it. And, Mm -hmm. and which pushes me more to make sure that I'm doing my best to have it be a better world. Could you imagine a mom who from the minute she gives birth, you love on her. And you give her something to say, this is for you. It is just for you. You're going to have some tough times. It's going to be tough at this, you know, at this, that, at this period in your life, but this is for you. Those moments that she wants to, um, you know, that, 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 that she just feels like she doesn't have anything that she wants to check out, that she wants to do something to make herself feel good. Even if that thing that she's absolutely looking for isn't in the box, she knows she has something that is hers and she has something that she can say, this is mine. And just that will make your heart smile. And you just at that moment, you're choosing to be better. You're choosing joy. You're choosing peace. And then that trickles down into your family. You are peaceful. You are joyful in, um, in, in, um, in dealing with your children and dealing with your spouse. Then guess what? These children that are in your home that you have created a peaceful place for, they're now going and leaving the home and spreading that same peace out into the world. Y'all get it? Yes. You get it? It's a, it's a, it's, yes. I mean, you just, you, you, you start from somewhere and it spreads. Cause guess what? I'm not going to lie. When I stress my husband out, He's out in them streets stressed. Yeah. He's stressed. And guess what? He's, he's, he's putting that anger, that stress on somebody else. And that somebody else is putting that on somebody else. And somebody else that it gets put on might not be able to handle it the way a normal person would. Yeah. And it all would have stemmed. And it's crazy to think of it this way. But it all would have stemmed from me. Yeah. I... You know, I put that energy out. So that energy that I put out, it left this house and went into the world. And it could have been avoided just a little bit if I would have taken a moment 
Yes. Found a place of peace, found a place of solace, and mm-hmm. poured that back into my family who are now going to go out into the world. Into the world. I know that it sounds it sounds lofty, right? It's no, sounds, it doesn't. Like, it's it, it, it just ha- it, the first thing I thought about is when I lived in Haiti, they had a the words poto mitan, which mm. means central pillar. The women are the central pillar of not just the family, but the community. community. When women are together and they are taken care of, then not just the family, but the community is healthy. Right. And so when you were These saying that, facts, I was like, oh, yes. I did the research. Yes. It's facts. Anywhere yes. around the world, it does not matter. When the women are thriving, your community thrives. The period. families, the communities, the children, everything. everything. Yep. And so when you're saying it sounds like wild and lofty and esoteric and just so out there, but it it really is the fact that I've seen it in so many different places and that there was a word for it that was like, oh, there's a phrase for this. Mm-hmm. So that means it's not just like, oh, something that people are talking about. No, they know that women are the central pillars of their community, yep. of their families, of their homes. So when they are taken care of, when they're provided for, when their needs are being met, so will ours. And that ripple effect just keeps going and going and going. going. So it if you touch going. one of those five, that is change. Just that's, one. That's the Just change. one out of oh. how many that give birth in a day. If oh. one out of five of them, y'all listen, this world, let me Ooh. tell you, because like, listen, because like we go through the stress conceiving, we go through the stress, stress during birth and then postpartum. So we, it's, it's, ingrained like we're gonna go through the stress just because i'm sorry and i'm gonna say it because of the color of our skin it's already signed off on that stress they're gonna package it they're gonna put it in an envelope in some type of invisible envelope that's gonna go in your package when you come into the hospital because that's just what it is unfortunately a lot of us will have will have decent experiences but it's gonna come with those stresses that come with being a colored woman giving birth in the birthing space. And it's just unfortunate that that's what it is, but that's what it is. Do listen, we both of us on here, we've done the research. We know nobody's talking out the side of their faces. This is what it is. The research says it. We know we see it. I've experienced it. I know this. And so we come with all this already right into, into that birthing space. So if you're not given those tools or resources to help you know how to deal with your different anxieties, different issues, or something to help you address something to keep yourself mentally stable and do something to love on yourself, if every single person, so like let's say this one out of five uh, uh, mom, if she doesn't get the box, that's already just like, okay, I've missed that. I've missed that opportunity. I've missed that opportunity. I've missed that opportunity. And they're all going home mad as hell. They're all going home tired as hell. They're all going home with no information, no resources, no nothing. And now they got to go home and take care of this new human being. And some, you know, God help those that are doing it on their own, you know, not having a support system. And you have this, these babies, they don't come with instructions. They do not. You get home and it's like, you know, it's literally like getting something, you know, like, um, uh, that you have to put together in the box. 
and you just dump out all the pieces and there's no instruction. It's just like, go with God. Like that's literally what it is. And so there's no prescribed way for you to even take care of your baby. People will say, okay, yes, there are um, recommendations, right? Mm -hmm. Dr. Lorena went to school for a long time to be able to give me these recommendations. But you know what she also has? knowledge to be able to talk to me and understand where I am and where my baby is and what's going to work for both of us. So I had small babies. So every time I went to the, you know, the pediatrician, like he was looking at the, looked at everything, looked at my first son. She was, he said, you have small babies. Like, you know, that's what it is. I was breastfeeding. He did. He wasn't a chunky baby. My first one, he wasn't a chunky baby and he was having formula. So it was just like, I don't make big babies. I'm not going to have the chunk. I'm okay with that. I had to come to terms with that. So, you know, but I had a support system, right? I had I had a supportive pediatrician and um and, and an OB that explained to me all the things that I needed to know, the types of things to expect. But then, you know, also it's good to have those people that listen to you. Right. Um again, I didn't have that in my first my, my first pregnancy. Second, they it was like they laid out the red carpet for me because I talked when I say I was just like I will take this whole place down if something happened to me and this baby, and so my doctor heard me loud and clear. Immediately she was just like, "Okay, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. I would like to schedule your C-section just so because you know you had a C-section already. So let's schedule it." But she but she said. I'm all for it. I am on ball with you if you want to if you want to try for a VBAC. And that's what I did want to try. And, you know, I, I was hoping that, you know, it would happen. And um, by the time it was time to go, I was ready. So it was just like, you know what, I'm waiting for that time that we got scheduled. Let's do it. Um, but you know what? But she listened to me. So she the opportunity, the, the idea of me having a VBAC was still on the table because she heard me. I had those resources. When I came to her um, for my six-week checkup, she looked at me. She said, I don't like the way you look. Your spirit is not working for me mm -hmm. right now. She right. said, do you, need, do you need me to prescribe something for you? Mm -hmm. And I told her, I said, you know, I just broke down in tears. I didn't know what I was feeling, why I was feeling, why I was feeling this way. But um, she saw it. And I'm glad that she was able to make that connection and wanted to offer that resource. However, I declined. I said, I don't think I'm there yet. But she said, if you mm -hmm. need to talk to anybody, if you need me to recommend anybody for you, anything for you, please, you know, let me know. So I told her that I was looking to um, start therapy at the time. Right, um, right. But she was a voice, right? right? She was listening. She understood where I was and tried to offer to, to, to be that. Not yeah. everybody has those experiences. Right. A lot of times folks are telling you, girl, what's wrong with you? You know mm -hmm. what? You know what? You'll be fine. Right. You'll be fine. It's normal to feel this way. You'll be fine. Like she immediately, she stopped our conversation to say, I don't like this. Yeah. Yeah. She said, I don't like this. This is not you. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that she was able to see that. And then at least it also kind of put it in my mind that, okay, now folks can see that you are not yourself. Right. What are we going to do to take care of that? How, you know, how are we going to address that? And so, you know, not having the resources to be, to have a healthy and happy postpartum period um, 
it people don't realize like the effect that it can have on our communities because we're gonna forever be having babies like that's just yeah. where folks are gonna continue to reproduce that's just that's just gonna be the way i mean that's that's the way of the world it's gonna happen um and when we're not giving all of our birthing people resources to take care of themselves, to be happy, to not be anxious, to not, you know, be able to feel good while you're trying to take care of a child, you know what that does to you? Like, I remember going through times uh, when my I didn't produce milk the way mm-hmm. I wanted to. You know, like if I had a week where, you know, maybe I had a fight with my husband or I just wasn't feeling good about myself, my milk was lower. Like the production yeah. of, of, of my milk would, would, would drop. And then, you know, then I had to make sure that, you know, I'm eating right. Because when you get into a space where it's like, I have to do all the things, you don't take care of yourself, you don't eat. And I'm over here pumping. What the heck am I pumping into this bottle if I'm not eating? You know, right. if I'm not eating right. So it exactly. all trickles. It, it's 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 all a, a trickle. Well, it's not trickle down effect, but well, I guess so. Yeah, in a way. It is. It, a it, ripple it, effect. More of a ripple effect than a yes, trickle down, yes, but a ripple. Yes. yes, a ripple effect. It absolutely yeah. is. Like it's, it starts, like I said, it's it's crazy to think of it this way, but it can start with me. I could literally be the cause, the reason that, and I, you know, and this is just, this is exaggerated, y'all. So don't even, I mean, let's not say that, okay, because uh, somebody doesn't have Dr. Tammy's box, somebody's going to get shot. I didn't say that. <laughs> but <laughs> because I'm saying this to preface, to, to say this, like I said before, I can, you know, have a conversation where, you know, with my husband, because I'm stressed. I don't have any, anybody or anything to take, um, you know, my, my, my stress out onto, I don't have any way to unplug. And right. so I'm taking it out on him. He's taking it out on somebody else. This person that now does not know how to angle, uh, um, handle their anger or anything like that decides, you know what, this guy that I met in the store, he pissed me off. And you know what, this one right here, I'm about to just, you know what, I'm about to cap him. Like I'm about to just go yeah. get my gun and bam. And it's like, it's crazy to think that way. And this is, when I say this is totally exaggerated, but it's just to kind of prove the point that I'm trying to say that it is a ripple effect. And a lot of times it starts right in your home. So if we are the ones, we have so much power in our hands. And, and And I think that's why we get treated a lot the way we get treated because they know, they be knowing. They know that we're strong. They know that we have a lot of power. So there's always a lot of different ways to try to keep it hidden, keep it locked, or not have you actually unleash it. We are the pillars, just like you said, Dr. Lorena. We are the pillars of our homes, of our communities, and we have to know the strength that we have within us. Like we can make or break societies, y'all. Y'all know the story of Troy. Like a whole, a whole one beautiful woman bought down a whole city civilization, y'all. We are powerful. Women are powerful. We hold so much in our hands and it's just making sure that we are, we are nurturing those good parts of us so that we have goodness to pour into the world. You cannot that, pour from an empty cup. And you cannot. You can Especially cannot. in a postpartum period when you're already Please. being literally depleted from, <laughs> All the to, way. in order to keep somebody else, right. another individual, another being alive. 
And that yeah. is so important. So yeah. are there any other resources outside of the Amugo box that you can recommend for our listeners who want to ensure a healthy and optimal postpartum experience? Um, my recommendations are always to make sure that you have, you have someone, you have a person. Um, it doesn't, I, I think not to say that partners and spouses aren't great. They are wonderful, but you will find that during this period, you may develop some feelings of resentment or whatever, depending on how involved they are. I don't want to put a percentage, but from my, from what I've heard, a lot of them are not hands-on and everything, because you know what you are, you are women. We are naturally, um, supposed to be nurturing so we are the ones that's supposed to understand how this works even though we're doing it for the first time ourselves we're still supposed to know how to do it i mean we help the babies so we should know how to do it oh i'm just this lowly man i cannot do this thing because i am not a wool man like literally that is how a lot of them operate because you know them too they're going through their whole evolution becoming fathers and trying to navigate what that looks like too and so you know understanding that your spouse needs their space your spouse your partner is going to need their space as well so have a person have somebody that you can always check in with if you feel like you just need to call them and just cry that's the thing i've had that and like at three o'clock in the morning i have um one of my sorors also had um a baby and we'd be up at three o'clock like you breastfeeding or you bottle feeding right now (laughs) what movie are you watching right now (laughs) you know because like we're up you know with these babies and sometimes it'll just be i'll just send faces of just like crying faces because Mm. like i'm so tired i don't have any feelings to feel but this emotion but i had her at a certain time and then you know i had um my mom that's my pillar. Like she was also um, a person that I can always, it doesn't matter what time of the day or the night, I was always able to talk to her. And there were times that I would tell her like in tears, like I just, you know, saying, saying nutty things like, you know, I just want to, I just want to sleep. And, uh, you know, just if I don't wake up, I don't care. And she's like, why Mm -hmm. would you say that? But you, but those feelings, I was able to just say it to her with no judgment. You right. know, and, and to get it out. Uh, yes. Because without pretending or without trying to act like everything is everything's okay. And it yeah. and it was not it, and it wasn't. And so having somebody that you could check into, um, that's one. Mm-hmm. Um seek therapy if yeah. need be. Um yeah. I didn't care. I was gonna go to therapy regardless, um, because I need somebody to gather me in ways that um, you know, my friends cannot. So right. Um, seek, seek therapy. It is not, do not feel as if it's a taboo or you shouldn't. Oh, it's like, what, what are people going to think? Oh, am I crazy? You're not, you need someone to talk to. You need, you need coping skills. You need coping Mm -hmm. mechanisms. You need these things so that you can be the mother that you want to be therapy and have somebody, um, and, and have somebody. And then, um, and it's, and then the third one I think is, um, belief in your own self. Mm. I, um, I've been, I I love people's wonderful uh, words of affirmation. And there's this lady that made up a song that's, um, it's kind of like a, like a talky song that says, um, 
she she says it for different things but i added in these words of affirmation i added confidence yeah. and i said you know confidence comes to me easily confidence comes to me fast confidence loves my company and when confidence comes it lasts oh, when wow. you I are like, that. like it's a and so the little sing song like it puts different things in it so like yeah. i have different ways that i say it like if i want to say money I say yeah. money. I'm like, oh, money comes to me easily. Like, it loves my company. It stays. It lasts. Like, I'm like, hold on to that one. Right. But, um, but, but you know, but, but, you know, say words of affirmation to yourself and believe in yourself. Because if you do not believe that you are a good mom, if you don't believe that you are a good person, if you don't believe that you can do it, how the heck else are you going to convince anybody else that you can so you have to have the belief in yourself and the confidence in yourself, the love of yourself. Um, you got a lot that you're going to have to give to another human being and other human yeah. beings in your life. The last thing you need is to not believe in yourself. Yeah. You got to believe in you because that's where it starts. Like you are the, like, like you are the main attraction. Yeah. You, are, you know, you are the, you, you are the pillar um, as much as you feel that, um, you know, you are out of place or you're not sticking, you're still the glue that's holding everybody without you. There is no family. Right. So know that, believe that, believe in yourself. Um, so that that way, you know, you have that, that energy and that want and that passion and that willingness to do more for you because you are confident that, you know what, if I do this, if I go to therapy, if I'm able to, you know, talk to somebody, if I'm able to do all of this and get it all out, I know that once I've done that, everything else is going to be, you know, much better. Right. And so when you, but that comes with that confidence in yourself, because if you really, because if you feel like I'm a piece of crap, I'm not worth anything. I, you know, I don't really care about myself. I don't really, I don't need to talk to anybody. I'm just going to sit here. This is exactly how you're going to be. You're not gonna like you're you're not gonna grow past anything. You're gonna sit, you're gonna wallow in where you're at. Yeah. Because you don't have because you don't have any reason to want to be better mm -hmm. because you don't have that belief in yourself. Right. You know, don't look for it from anybody else. You know, the yeah. I, it's funny, the great Cat Williams said it's <laughs> self-esteem. It's esteem of your damn self. Yeah. Don't look for it in anybody else. It is yours to have in you, period. Yeah love it well thank you so much for those thank parting you. words of wisdom that was a wonderful way to kind of like get bring everything together because again this postpartum experience isn't just a number of days it's a physical it's a mental it's mm. a spiritual it's emotional toll yeah however as the central pillar of our families of our communities of our marriages of everything setting the tone again will help to enrich the community as well and i thank you so much for spending your time with us thank you for having today. me absolutely until the next time bye bye we really hope you enjoyed our conversation today thank you for sharing these brief moments in time with us take a look at the show notes for more information about today's guest their contact information and associated social media channels Think about one gem you can take away from this episode and apply to your own life. Also, please follow the podcast, leave a five-star rating, and comment telling us what you're enjoying and what you'd like to see more of in future episodes. 
Till we meet again, remember to nourish your flourish and see you next time.